Hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. We're going to continue with our conversation about weaponizing your peace. So grateful that you joined us here under the fig tree. And everything God said he would do, he would do. There was no wavering with Jesus. And I believe once we get to that point, and I, and I want to say this, the places where you have peace in your life are the places where you fully trust God in your life. I was, yes, that was my next point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah, makes sense, it. right? Yeah. And the places where you don't have peace in your life are the places where you don't fully trust God. Let's just be real about it. And that's all of us. There's some areas in our lives that we just don't fully trust God. Right. Uh, some of it could come from our past, some of it from wherever, you know, from words that were spoken over us or that are continued to be spoken over us and all this kind of stuff. It could be from our environment. But those places where you have peace are the places where you fully trust God. Yeah, it, and it, and it's displayed in your life as well. You'll see the fruit of peace in full operation in your life. You'll see those things. It'll be easily recognizable, the areas that you need to meditate on in the word of God as you are learning, okay, I don't have peace in this area. Every time this pops up, I get anxious, I get worried, I, I don't know what to do. I need to figure out what I need to know in the word of God, what part am I missing that I can bring in to say, okay, we need this. And what I love to call peace is the equalizer. <laughs> I love the pop because, you know, if you have an equalizer, those old school equalizers, you what it, it equalize the sound and all the different various effects that you have in music, in the orchestration of life. And if you think about the life as a as an orchestra, you have different parts and different pieces and different sounds. But when they come together, it makes a beautiful melody and peace. That's what peace does makes a melody, I should say, out of your life, a harmonious melody unto God out of your life, no matter what is going on, no matter what song of your life is being sung. You could be in a song time of jubilee. That's great. You yep. could be the sound of, of warfare. That's great. You could be in the sound of, of, of praise or a sound of trial or a sound of birthing. All these things have sounds and waves in the spirit. And even as you begin to just just the song of your life begins to sing, that peace comes and makes everything balanced. Where you need to be heightened in one area and maybe not in another, it, the peace comes and balances that. Where you need to say, okay, this is a time of great prayer and great fasting, and then the time of rest is God. The peace comes to equalize that. I love to see peace just bring balance and orchestrate your life in such a way as only the Prince of Peace can. And so great points there. Uh, just to transition, we have to look at something that I think is going to be really important. We understand that God is a God of peace. Yeah. But at the same time, it's God of war. That's good. So there's a balance between the two. So we do know that him being a God of peace, Jesus was our, is, a, is the Prince of Peace. Right. Right. But the Bible also tells us that he would be the one that would crush. That doesn't sound peaceful. The head of the seed of the serpent. Right. Doesn't sound peaceful at all. No. So there's a balance that we, we have there with, with operating in peace. Mm -hmm. Right. But also operating in warfare. Right. And being able to weaponize the peace is probably one of the things that we need to look into. So for the sake of this conversation, how do we weaponize the peace? I, I believe we weaponize the peace by releasing the peace 
that we have on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. You, just like Jesus did, when you're in a situation, you come across a situation, you you stand in peace. You find the pl- the word of God for your situation, and you stand on that word, and you remain in peace. One of the things, uh, you know, we I, I would like to bring out is our yard situation. Um, <laughs> we had... Oh, uh, no. Yeah, so <laughs> we had... Uh, just these pests they were cicada killers right yeah and they were everywhere we and had a it swarm. was we had a swarm and our lot is a corner lot and it was the worst i would say in the neighborhood so you dropped through the neighborhood and you saw them throughout the neighborhood but you came to our house and they were swarming like crazy yeah. and it it did not bring me any peace at all i don't like bugs i'm not a bug <laughs> person and i did not like this and we just begin to pray. And one of our prayers, our main prayer was, is our land is at peace. And every year as we released peace over our land, the swarm got fewer and fewer and fewer. And did we have to fight? Yeah, we had to fight. I mean, (laughs) my (laughs) husband would go out there with a racket and, and, and he does this thing where he does a count where he, you know, he tells us that body count for the day because he's been outside just (laughs) by hand beating these things because because there's no pesticides or anything that kill them and so we literally had to fight but we fought both in the natural and in the spirit yeah, yeah. and we begin to release peace over our land i remember even one time we just me and you just went out there and we walked our yeah. plot of land and we just declared peace and we said everything in that you know because what they do is they make nests so we declared every nest to die we just begin declaring and releasing peace and do you know this year has been the best year for this? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have seen little to no cicada killers. And what are we doing? We're releasing peace. The peace of God that's on the inside of us, we're releasing into a situation. So to me, Troy, the releasing of the peace of God, having the awareness of peace and yeah. releasing the peace really is how you weaponize it and, and use it for the glory of God. So standing sure-footed according yeah. to the word of God. Or like Bruce likes to say, flat-footed, standing <laughs> yeah. flat-footed, yeah. and and honestly, just declaring what God has said. Yeah, not formulating our own declarations. We're 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 saying, look, this is what God has said. You do have a right to live in peace, and anything that robs you of that peace, you you have a right to confront that and to remove that. Yeah, and so we did. And I think God being faithful, yeah, helped us out in that. It sounds crazy to some people. We're just crazy enough to live by faith. Yeah. That's just how we choose to live. And it works. And I'm so happy. So I think releasing that peace is a great way to say it. We see this over and over and over and over again, where Jesus just released peace. One of my favorites. And I think you had this in your notes somewhere was John 14, uh, where Jesus is is leaving. He's he's telling them that he's he's about to go. And in this discourse, he says that he's leaving them peace. My peace I leave to you. Oh, John 16. Is it John yeah. 16? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, my peace, I'm leaving to you. So before he even says my peace, he said, peace, I give to you. Yeah. But then he says, not as the world gives. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute. What do you what do you mean? Is this two different types of peace? Well, kind of. It's typical. And my wife mentioned it not too long ago to bid someone peace when you leave. Right. Uh, it's almost like saying, we'll see you later or something like that. Peace be unto you. May God be with you. It's 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 a salutation. Yeah. Right. He says, peace, I give to you, but not what you're thinking now. Right. I know I'm telling you I'm leaving and I'm supposed to say peace be unto you, 
but I'm trying to explain something to you. This is not the same kind of peace. This is not just a salutation. Right. This is not just, hey, I'll see you later. He said, I'm going to leave you my peace. Mm. And when he says, I'm leaving you my peace, that's the same peace that he weaponized. Yeah. Right? Wow. So think about this. He lived in perfect harmony with the Father, mm. perfect peace with the Father. So listen, as he's taking stripes on his body, wow, he's still in peace. Yeah. Right? As they're pressing the crown of thorns in his head, he's still in peace. My God. When they spit in his face and they tore out his beard, he's still at peace. Wow. Though his body, his physical body was being ravaged, his soul was at peace. Yeah. And one of the things that helped him make it through all of that was the peace of God. Yeah. The, the trust that he had. I know at some point you got to turn away from me. But yeah. I also know at some point, you're going to raise me back up. Yes. And I know this of a surety that it will happen. And so I go, I'll carry this cross up this hill. I'll endure all this because I'm at perfect peace even while I'm doing this. Wow. When you said a surety, the song, you know, that old song, Blessed Assurance, yeah. Jesus is mine. You know, that blessed assurance that he was sure of what God, who God was and what God would do. And I, I believe that that is the foundation sure. of, of peace being able to operate. So you read the word, you take in the word, you meditate on the word. That word has to become you for lack of a better word. It, it has to become real to you and it has to become you. You know, we put on Christ We we, we are in Christ. He's in us and he's in, we're in him. And so, and, and the Bible says uh, Christ in us and us in him that we may be made perfect in one. So when we become unified with that word, that whatever word that we're meditating on, what we're seeing, as we become unified with that word and we become one with it, it cannot be taken. It becomes a sure thing. And that's what I love about it. And if you look at your life, you can look at ways that 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 certain words in your life are a sure thing that no one can take from you, no matter what. Some people are stronger in healing. Some people are stronger in different things. But I know in my life, there's certain things that God cannot, well, the enemy cannot take from me. And I know God is truth in that area. And that's what I have peace there. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, I have peace in that area. And peace triumphs every single time. Peace will triumph every single time. Uh, even at a point where David was being pursued. Yeah. And, and I think you read this in Psalms 4. I want to say it's in Psalms 4. But he says, I'm going to lie down mm, and sleep, sleep in peace. Yeah. I'm, he said, I'm going to do both. He yeah. said, I will both lie down and sleep in peace. Yeah. Why? Because the Lord allows me to dwell in safety. Yeah. And I love that because yeah. he had, there was an assurance that, that there was there that, that look, even when I'm not aware, he is. Yeah. Even yeah. when I'm not paying attention, he is. Right. Even when I don't cover my own back, he's got he's it covered. Got it. Yeah. And so I'm going to lie down and I'm going to sleep. And when I do that, I'm going to sleep in peace Yeah. because God allows me to dwell in safety. Absolutely love that. It is so confusing to those that hate you is so yeah. confusing to the enemy that you can be at peace when you're supposed to be in turmoil. Yeah. Right. When everything else is breaking out in your life, but yet you're just, uh, you know, I'm just, I have peace. I have joy. I have, why, why can't I shake you? Why can't I get you out of this? Why can't right. I do something to make you 
act outside of your character, it is very frustrating to your enemy. <laughs> yeah. When you operate in peace, very frustrating to them. That's so good because as you were saying that, I thought about, um, you know, when when Satan tempted Jesus. You know what I mean? He couldn't get Jesus out of the character, even when using the word of God against him. He tried Satan tried to use the word of God against the word of God, which is crazy. It's crazy. And even in doing that, he could not shake Jesus out of his peace and out of his place. The, the Lord literally right before that came down during the baptism and said, you are my son. You are my son. You are my son. Jesus had to take that, believe that and have peace with that. He went out into the wilderness and what did Satan do? If, if you are, if you are the son, he didn't get flustered. He wasn't questioned. He knew who he was. He had peace in that. He had authority. He walked in his authority and he dealt with it just like that. And to me, that is the power of peace. It is that assurance in Christ Jesus in God of who he says you are and what you know to be true according to the word of God that you can abide in. And when you release that as Jesus did every yeah. single time, you will defeat the enemy from a place of peace and you're not rattled, you're not worried, you're not upset. And let me I want to add this in. When you stay in that place of peace, you can actually hear God. Sure. The enemy would love for you to be rattled in your spirit because I know I've been rattled and I'm like, listen, I need y'all to pray for me. I can't hear the Lord right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my flesh. I'm crying. Somebody help me. We've all been there. Yeah. And then somebody who's in a place of peace, who's not comes in and speaks and helps get you to that place again. This is why we need the body. This is amen. You're not going to be able to do this on your own. Amen. I love how the body operates. I love how the body comes together and we take care of one another, especially in situations like that. Sometimes people look to us a lot. Come, will you come pray for me? Pray for me. Pray for me. And we don't mind praying for you. I'm going to tell you this, and I, I sincerely mean this to everybody listening. Pray for the person that prays for you. Amen. There's a lot of pastors out here and a lot of church leaders out here that we just assume they're okay. Yeah. We assume that because they show up on Sunday and, and, and they might preach the paint off the walls or they teach a good Bible study or, or whatever it is, we assume that they're okay. Yeah. And they may not be operating in peace either. No. This is just the human experience. It doesn't mean they're a bad pastor. It doesn't mean they're a bad whatever. Right. You know, it's just the human experience. You, you see this throughout the Bible. Elijah had one yeah. of the greatest things that ever happened to him in his entire ministry. And the very next thing, robbed of his peace. He took right. off running. Right. And hid. Yeah. It happens. It yeah. happens. This one, this was a great man of God in the Bible. Right. And you know what? He's still a great man of God. Yes. Didn't change anything. So pray for the person that prays for you. Pray for the, don't assume that your pastor is being prayed for. Don't assume that your pastor right. is just okay. Pray for your pastor that he operates in peace. He or she pray for your, your church leaders that they operate in peace. Yeah. Um. Pray for Pray for each other. Yeah. That you'd be able to operate in peace because there's something about peace. When you're able to release that, it changes the ball game. And I want to say this, waiting on the Lord yeah. is a gateway to peace. Why? Because it makes yourself, it makes you calm down. It makes you settle all the thoughts in your mind. Yeah. It makes you alleviate all the distractions. It it's your flesh will scream. And it will scream, yeah, it, will. it will loud. It will. It will. And I, I've gone through it, and it's a hard thing sometimes to stay there. But when you stay there long enough and you allow 
the Holy Spirit to work out through you, yes. what happens? Yes. You come into that place of shalom. Absolutely. And then you begin to hear the voice of God and you're unstoppable. So waiting on the Lord is a gateway to get into peace. So for those, especially here recently over the last few years, maybe 10, 15 years or so, and it's been more intensified here lately, I will give you a bit of advice. If you turn off the news, your peace will return to you. <laughs> I promise you that. If you turn off the news, your peace will return to you. For those that have, I used to be more peaceful or I, I used to hear from God more often. It, I promise you, if you turn off the news, your peace will return to you. That's good because we actually ministered to a friend of ours that um, comes by every now and again. And one of the things she used to do was watch TV and the news all the time. Yeah. Her whole life was built around the news. It's crazy. And she was afraid to stop looking at the news. She was it's literally strange, afraid yeah. because she was afraid she was going to miss something and then be in trouble or, you know, be in famine or whatever the else yeah. they're talking about at that time. Yeah. And so it took us a while to detox, you know, to say, hey, back away from it. And now, oh, my goodness almost a totally different person. Yeah. She is walking in the peace of God. Your peace will return to it you. It will return to you. And what what happens is you're just releasing a lot of stuff in your atmosphere at home. And yeah. just because you turn off the TV don't mean that the spiritual atmosphere has stopped. There's prayer in our house. There's worship in our house. Uh, we create an atmosphere of peace in our home. Uh, a lot of times people come over and they may stay over and they say, hey, I slept great. It's very peaceful here. Yeah. And we thank God. We're grateful to God for that. But that's not something that just happens. No. You you have to invite peace in. Yeah. And you have to create an atmosphere for peace. Right. Uh, whether it's by your worship, whether it's by your prayer, or whether it's by your declarations, or all three, really, is really is going to be. Or whether it's by silence. Sure. <laughs> I was. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about this this morning. And I was actually going to post it this morning, but I didn't. But the thought came to me that one of the greatest acts of worship is your silence. Mm -hmm. It's one of the greatest acts of worship. Uh, I can't remember where that passage is. I want to say it's in Hosea, but I know I'm wrong. <laughs> but it's talking about the, the that God has entered into his temple. Let the whole earth be silent mm -hmm. before him. One of the greatest acts of worship is that you just be quiet mm -hmm. and recognize the presence of God. Yeah, Just be in all the presence of God. You know, it's one of the greatest acts of worship that you can have. No need to say anything. No, You'll ruin it if you say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you can ruin it if you say something. Yeah. Just be quiet and know that he's God. And just, just be, be content to be in the presence of God. And I think uh, once you foster that into your home, you're going to recognize everything outside of your home is not like that. Right. And it's going to be easier for you to recognize what peace is and what it's not. And it, and your home will become a shelter. And then you'll realize that Jesus is that shelter. Yeah. And you'll begin to run to that high or that strong tower and, and that the righteous run into and are safe. Why yeah. they're safe? There's peace. Yeah. You, you're kept from the war. You're kept from the turmoil. And guess what else? You're in a strong tower. That means you can see what's coming afar off. Yeah. You can see God has lifted you up in That's his right. peace and you can see what's coming afar off and begin to work with Christ to thwart the hand of the enemy. I think you're right. And I, I, I want to say this because I, I mean, I, there's, a, there's so much coming to my mind right now and I know we're not going to fit all of it in and that's perfectly fine. 
but going to the point of creating that atmosphere in your home and even creating it in your job, creating it in your vehicle, keeping that atmosphere and recognizing what peace feels like, what, what that is. And, and then you'll recognize what it's not. Mm-hmm. When we talk about weaponizing, David was sent out to battle and Saul said, try my armor. Mm. David was like, mm, this doesn't <laughs> fit. Come on. This doesn't fit. Yeah. Uh, I have experience with this, 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 this uh, slingshot. Right. Right. I have mm-hmm. experience with this, but this, what you gave me, I've never fought with this before and it doesn't fit. And I can't move like I want to move. I can't be like I want to be. I can't. So I'm going to take this off. Yeah. Cause this doesn't fit me. Mm. And I'm going to go back to what I had experience with. And that's when I'm going to use the slate as giant. Mm. It might look crazy to you. Right. Right. Cause you, you gave me armor. You gave me a shield. You gave me a sword. It might look crazy to you that this little kid He's going to go out here against this warrior with just a slingshot. But this is what I know. Yeah. Right. So when we weaponize our peace and we understand what peace is, then when somebody else tries to give you something that's not of peace, you're like, you know what? That doesn't fit. Yeah. I can't use this to fight. Mm -hmm. I have to give this back to you. Mm -hmm. I have experience with this. Right. And this giant that's standing in front of me, this is what I'm going to fight him with. I'm going to fight him from the experience that I have of peace. And this is how we weaponize it. That is so good on so many levels because I don't think Saul had a bad intention. No, I don't think he did. Saul just knew, Saul knew war and Saul knew what it took to win a war. He knew that you needed army. He knew this, but what he didn't know was God. And, and what you, what I like about that, it might look crazy to everybody else. Yeah. Why would you not go out here with this armor? Right. Look how big that giant is. Why would you not? You're just going to take a sling. Yeah, this is all I need. Yeah. And I know it looks crazy to all of you, but this works. I have experience with this. God is in this. He's not in the armor. Mm. He's in this piece. He's not in the armor. Right. And so I, if I go out there with the armor, this giant's going to take my head off. Yeah. But if I go out here with this piece, I'm going to take his head off. And and that shows you the boldness that comes with peace, too. It does. You know, it really does. Because when you stand up, you can be like, no, that's not, I'm not accepting that. That's right. You know, I'm not accepting that as my truth. I'm not accepting that. I'm going to do it the way the Lord says, contrary to what the world may be saying or what the church may be saying. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do it God's way. And that takes boldness. It does. And you have to reside in peace to be able to operate in that place on a continual basis and David you can you can imagine David I mean if you look at the conversation in Psalm 17 you can really see that David was assured he says you're coming to me with a sling and a sword I'm uh, with a with a shield and a sword I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord you know, so and from that place you see that he had assurance in who the Lord was Oh my gosh, so much. So we can see that boldness from the place of peace. Yeah. And oh, I'm just reminded even now, remember when uh, the soldiers came looking for Jesus? (laughs) Yeah. And then they asked, well, who is Jesus? You know, are you him? And he says, I am he. And they fall back. Uh, (laughs) The assurance of who he was. Yeah. The peace. He didn't move. I'm just letting y'all take me. Yeah. And then he told him, don't you take these. Yeah. Let them go and you can have me. He was letting him know I can exert power that you know not of. That's right. Oh, my gosh. The only way this is going to happen is because I let it. That's it. He, he, he said it before in the passages. No man can take my life. Mm-mm. So 
I lay it down and I have the power to pick it back up again. He told him that before. So I think just being able to exercise that in the sight of everyone. Yeah. You got a bunch of soldiers coming to arrest you and all you speak is a couple of words and they they fall out. out on the floor. Like, come on, man. You got Peter cutting off ears. And yeah. A guy with him that ran away naked. You got a whole, <laughs> whole bunch of stuff going on. So you see that the atmosphere around the others didn't yeah. have peace. No. But he stayed in he peace. He stayed in peace. Yeah. Because he was fully aware yeah. that God was going to rescue him at the appointed time. Amen. Don't even have to know when the appointed time is. Just know God's going to do it. Right. Amen. Amen. This is awesome. Yeah. We we honestly didn't know how this was going to turn out. No. We just wanted to talk <laughs> a little bit uh, about peace. And I think this worked out extremely well. Listen to us uh, on this point. Learn how to live in peace. It is your right to live in peace. Amen. Learn how to live in peace. And as you learn how to live in peace, teach others how to live in peace. Yeah. And uh, I think you will see the difference in your life and you will mm-hmm. see the difference you can make in the lives of others. And even in your children's life, I see children. As my husband was speaking, I, I saw children in particular. So if you have children, you need to teach them how to be at peace. At a young age. At a young age. Teach them what peace feels like. One of the things you can teach them, and I'm big on this, is how to settle themselves down. If they're running around hollering and screaming, you teach them what to do to settle themselves. Mm-hmm. Why is this important? Because the world is chaotic and it's going to get more chaotic. And you do not want to be tossed to and fro by the world. You don't want your kids tossed. So in the midst of that, they need to say, okay, I need to calm down. And I need to hear the voice of the Lord. You can teach your kids that. And I just really feel Absolutely. just the oppression um, for those of you who have kids that just begin to teach them how to get peace. Cut your TV off. Read your Bible, read That's a right. bu- read your book, cut your TV off, listen to worship music, cut your TV off, sit, sit quiet for five minutes. Put the phone away. Put the phone away. Yeah, that's a good one. Put the one, phone Troy. away. Put the phone away. Give them the practical and they'll link the spiritual. Yeah. They'll get it. They'll get it. Just going back to that first point real quick. You brought up the scripture that God will keep the mind of the, uh, I'm trying to remember how the passage goes. Um, keep your mind in perfect. Keep you in perfect peace whose mind, whose is, mind stayed. is stayed on him. He right. will pe- keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Think about this. We're talking about the mind and we're talking about peace. Nowadays, we have a lot of issues that are labeled as mental illness. Oh, wow. Everything. And I won't say everything, but you guys know what I mean. It's labeled as mental illness. But there's a promise here that God will keep the mind of those if you keep your mind on him, he will keep your mind in perfect peace. He will perfect the peace that's in you. Yeah. Sometimes it's not medicine that you need. Yeah. And we're not against medicine. We're not against so medicine. Yeah. We're not against that. Sometimes. Listen to the words. Yeah. Sometimes it's not medicine that you need. Sometimes it's just you putting your mind on him. Yeah. And focusing on him. And you'll start to notice that a lot of these things that people have diagnosed as mental issues was really a lack of focus on the one. Yeah. You're supposed to bring you peace. And it's a lack of desire to even try. Correct. Some people some people just don't have the, the knowledge. We, we get that. If they're in the world, they don't know. No. But if you're in the body of Christ, and I'm not 
we're not coming against mental illness. I do believe, you know, that there are some situations where medication is needed. And we've even talked to people and and said, you know, you may need to get get on medication (laughs) so that you can get yourself together so you can find peace. But let's try, let's believe God that this isn't your life, that this is a short term solution. So again, we're not against that. But what we are saying is there's some people who, Instead of fighting and resisting the devil, they'll just say, I'm going to take this little uh, medicine that they gave me from yeah. an- for anxiety. and I'm not even going to try. And because they said I haven't, they said I have anxiety. So I'm going to take this medicine instead of meditating on the word and putting the work in. That's right. So I, I again, I've enjoyed this. This is really good. We'll have Bruce back here for you folks that miss Bruce. <laughs> we, we didn't we didn't fire him <laughs> we didn't fire him or nothing like that bruce is still with us i enjoy just being able to do this with my wife from time to time Yay, good. um so this is really good so i'm troy and i'm tisha and we thank you so much for taking time out we hope you enjoyed your time here under the fig tree